Welcome back to Pulse on the Market. I'm your host, Jaden Grains, founder of Grains Capital. And this show is designed to help keep you in the loop about just stocks, crypto, news, world news, whatever it be, anything that helps you become a better, more educated investor. So let's get right into the indexes. So today was a solid day for the market. We got a lot of big winners for the day. So we got the Dow is up 0.4%, the NASDAQ up 1.63%. That's due to stocks like AMD, NVIDIA that are, that are having great days. The S&P is up almost 1%, small caps up a percent and the 10 years down 1.55%. All right, so first off, the winners for the day. We have NetApp, which is up 21%, Broadcom up 7.6%, Western Digital up 7.46%, Dexcom up 6%. We have a lot of companies that are doing quite well today. We have AMD that's up 4.68%. They're up to yeah, they're up $9 a share. So go AMD. And we also have companies like NVIDIA that are having whales of a day. We got up 3.74% to 820. This means that NVIDIA's market cap is now $2.05 trillion. That is a lot of zeros. And who knows, they might catch Apple soon. Last time I checked, Apple, as of the date of this podcast, was at $2.75 trillion. So they've lost over 20 or 250 billion since, I don't know, I believe it's just, just a few weeks. Man, I can't speak. It was just a few months ago that it was over $3 trillion right there with Microsoft. I remember when Microsoft passed them up, and now NVIDIA is coming in hot. I mean, they still got $700 billion to make up, but still, it is possible, especially with their earnings outlooks. While Apple is not projecting like it once did, it's not in hyper-growth mode like, like it used to be. And it's interesting because Apple used to be that that stock, that major growth stock, and then it passed it to Tesla, and now Tesla's taking a hit due to the EV markets being terrible, and they passed the torch over to NVIDIA, which is now the stock of the market, and it's really NVIDIA stock market, and we're just trading in it, all right? So let's see here. We got Meta up 3%, Netflix up 2.4%, so a lot of big winners for the day, and so let's let's get into our news stories for today. So something that's slightly concerning is OpenAI. So it appears that Elon Musk is suing OpenAI for abandoning original mission for profit. So their original mission was to benefit humanity. That's what it says here in this article by Reuters. That says Elon Musk has sued ChatGPT maker OpenAI and its CEO Sam Altman, saying they abandoned the startup's original mission to develop artificial intelligence for the benefit of humanity and not for profit. So, believe it or not, I don't know if you guys know this, but Elon Musk was actually part of the founding of OpenAI. And just in 2018, he left the board. And back then, they had the 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 goal in mind just to benefit humanity with open or with just artificial intelligence. And they began working on artificial general intelligence as well, which is AGI. So this is the concept that machines could handle tasks like a human. And, but apparently in a way that would benefit humanity according or just, yeah, that's what it is. But Elon Musk is concerned. He's saying that they're going away from just the benefiting part to profiting. They want to profit. We got Microsoft dumping a billion dollars into open AI. And so Elon Musk is concerned. He, he sees just a, a tremendous downside if this goes in the wrong direction, because, uh, generally AI, which is AGI, artificial general intelligence 
is terrifying. I mean, this is like apocalyptic stuff when humans can replace or when robots can replace human tasks and pretty soon robots don't need humans. I mean, we're obviously quite a ways away from that, but still we are accelerating very rapidly and Elon Musk is concerned with that. And so he's, he is suing OpenAI and Sam Altman. All right, let's see what else we got for today. So just a little update on the NASDAQ. So the NASDAQ closed at a record high for the first time since November of 2021. So this is, yeah, leading the major averages to end February with their fourth consecutive monthly gain. Go NASDAQ. And so it surged 0.9% yesterday to $16,091. And this was due to a spur in, in just tech stocks, chip stocks, semiconductors, you know, it's, and the S&P also reached a record close, increased by 0.52% yesterday to 5,096.27. So currently, uh, so currently they're, I believe they're, let's, let's double check this, uh, what it is at currently, uh, shoot, I'll have to check that later. I have the, the index pulled up, but I believe they, they hit it. I mean, they, they beat the just 5,100, which is impressive. That's a, that's a hefty number. And they, they were definitely, they definitely surpassed that. Sorry. But anyways, we're hitting record highs for the market. That's due to the CPE as well. The inflation rate that it, it typically helps us identify inflation and how we're doing as an economy. And it performed as well as expected. So since December, I believe is down just like a couple tenths of a percent, which is good means it's slightly under control and it wasn't worse than we were expecting. If it was worse than we were expecting, then that could have been very bad for the market. We would have seen a sellout because it really is out on a limb. There's a lot of indicators suggesting suggesting we're on just a path of a recession, but no one knows for sure, but everyone's slightly terrified. Even Warren Buffett has $176 billion in cash for Berkshire Hathaway. They're not seeing investment plays worth deployment of their capital and so he's very cautious as well as we speak all right so yesterday i talked about oprah and her fallout so weight watchers lost 25 or 24 percent thursday following the news that oprah winfrey she plans her departure from the board she will donate her shares to a museum but that's not a good look for the program when uh, just one of the people on the board abandoned ship so they lost 24 percent immediately Citigroup plans to lay off 286 employees. Uh, let's see what else is pretty big for today. Oh, yeah. So the New York Community Bank Corp, their, their shares plummeted over 20%. So they announced a CEO change and disclosing internal control issues. So not a good look for the program. And we see it in their stock price. It dropped over 20%. So Facebook is getting accused of data issues, which is Meta, M-E-T-A. And they're facing accusations from European consumer groups for massive and illegal data processing. So this is a potential breach of the GDPR and not good news for Meta. And so we'll see how this goes down. I feel like everyone's kind of already knew that they they misuse just information on consumers, on us as just users of the platform. So it's not really new news. I mean, everyone kind of assumes that sadly but yeah now now they're starting to face accusations for it all right disney man i'm kind of disappointed with disney because they are not what they used to be and i think everyone can agree with me on that they have gone down different paths they're trying to make it too general apply to all audiences and they're losing their magic touch 
I think the only thing that could save Disney is to go back to just the Walt Disney era. Well, just that style of, of their production, make it for kids, create just, I mean, now, now they're just being way too broad. They're not touching or they're not getting in touch with that, the child side there. And even though it's for children, we still watch those movies anyways, but they're starting to lose their touch and they're becoming, becoming just like everyone else instead of Disney, Disney. I don't think they're going to go bankrupt, obviously, because they have such a dominant impact, impact and influence and just their licensing, their amusement parks, they, they have, they have everything. But to really see the growth that we've, we've seen in the past, I think they need to switch back, target the target kids, create movies, more princesses, whatever it be, but get back in touch with their essence as Disney. All right. Neuralink is under scrutiny. That's Elon Musk's little Neuralink chip, which I think everyone will hate at first until they start to see that people with the Neuralink are performing better than people without it, which will be the natural way of things. So once people are not getting sick or they're performing better physically, emotionally, whatever it be, then I think that people start to hop on the train because they don't want to miss out. They got a serious case of FOMO, fear of missing out, and they will also hop on. All right, let's see here. There's a shout out to Texas. I mean, not not for good things. I mean, they had a massive wildfire. It's really sad in the Texas Panhandle. So it was the largest in the state's history. It scorched over one million acres, and at least two people have already died, which is sad. And the efforts to contain this blaze of of this fire are still ongoing, which is sad. So Biden and Texas Governor Abbott are pledging support. So they're going to help out Texas. A million acres is so much land, and that is hard to hard to hear. I mean, that that's just damaging. That doesn't help anyone out. So prayers go out to Texas. I hope they can recover from that. Being from the state of Oregon, I've also been there where, I mean, we've just had acres and acres get burned. The sky is turning red outside just because of all the smoke and ash that's just filling up the our cities. So uh, we've been there, and it is not good stuff. You can't even go outside. You can't go on runs. Sports were canceled. So that's not not a good look. All right. Let's see here. Autodesk, they had a solid earnings report. They reported a revenue of $1.47 billion, and they beat it by $39 million. So they're up 11% year over year. Their EPS was $2.09 per share, and they beat that by $0.14 cents a share. So that's up 12% year over year. And Dell also released their their earnings and their revenue was down 10% year over year. So, I mean, we, we saw this coming. They're not a very good growth, growth stock right now. I mean, it's one of the soggy stocks of yesteryear as I might say. All right, let's see upcoming earnings. We got CrowdStrike, which has been growing quite rapidly. So their ticker is CRWD. We can pull that up right here. Let's see what they're trading at. They're trading at two, 314. So they're down 3% on the day. Not a good look, but I mean, if we look at their numbers year to date, they're up 25% this year. Over the last year in total time, over the last 12 months, they're up 164%. So it's been a major growth stock, and it's reflected in their earnings and their or their revenue growth. So they're projected to increase by 31% year over year on their revenue and 74% year over year on their earnings per share. So this is why they have such a high valuation right now is because of their, their projected earnings. It's quite impressive. It continues to grow. And basically, CrowdStrike, in case you didn't know, they provide cybersecurity products. So it's another cybersecurity stock. Those seem to be, be doing very well recently. We got like uh, Palo Alto Networks. We got a lot of other stocks, uh, recent networks that are providing 
these uh, cybersecurity products and because security is very important and now we see that there's there's so many hacks there's so many so much risk of getting data stolen and whatnot and with open ai or which is ai in general we need more security to back that up broadcom which is avgo they will report on thursday and they're estimating to do 31 percent year over year on the revenue and minus 0.68 percent on their earnings per share so revenue is going up but the eps is not that could be due to a few a few reasons. I'm not, not exactly sure why. I haven't researched it. Costco will report Thursday as well. And they're estimating 51, $59 billion in revenue. So that's up 7% year over year. And 3.62 in earnings per share. So that's up 9%, 9.7% year over year. Costco is a steady growth stock. I mean, they've, they've been performing quite well over the last who knows how many years. But let's take a look at how they've been doing year to date. So currently Costco is at 14% year to date over the last year, 60%, 57%, sorry. So they're a pretty solid growth stock and their revenue and earnings per share are increasing as well. And I, I mean, I'm bullish on them surpassing those expectations anyways. So go Costco. All right, that is about it. Let's take a quick look over at Bitcoin at the cryptocurrency world. Keep you guys updated. So... One Bitcoin currently costs sixty two thousand dollars per coin. That's a that's an expensive coin, and we're starting to see coins like Ethereum are also starting to creep up, reach all time highs. Let's see what they're currently trading at. It's loading. Sorry guys. All right, thirty four hundred. So that's yeah. I mean they still got a long ways to go until they catch up to their all time high of forty seven thousand or forty seven hundred. They need to increase by another thirteen hundred, but still we're seeing increase out of them, big gains. And I have relatives that have been making a lot of money off cryptocurrency. I'm not too heavily invested into it. I do have a personal portfolio and it's been doing well, but it just doesn't have enough in it for it to create these crazy gains that I'm seeing from people on Twitter, on, on Reddit, whatever it be. But so, I mean, cryptocurrency to the moon and we'll see. We got it's just weeks away from the Bitcoin halving event. Hopefully, it's not a buy the news, sell the or buy the rumor, sell the news. I guess we're gonna find out what ends up happening with that. I'll keep you guys in the loop. Don't you worry. All right. So that is it for today. I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for tuning in, and please reach out to me. Oh, actually, before we close, I just want to mention one thing that's helped me a lot while trading stocks. So something that I can use to either day trade and do scalping or swing trading is using the Fibonacci retracement levels. So on platforms such as TradingView, they use these, it's, it's automatic. And I've altered mine specifically for what I want for profit levels where I can, I just know when to get out and whatnot. And it's, it's, a, it's a phenomenal tool. So just like how nature, the Fibonacci is found everywhere. So it is in stocks. So I have like a certain golden zone set up where if it, if it spikes in either direction, I set up my Fibonacci and you, you might need to look this up to, in order to understand it a little better. There's like certain zones, like the, the 20, 30%, 60% zones. And I have it right in between my, my 60 and my 50%. So if it spikes and I'm looking for that retracement, I'm looking for it to pull back. And once it hits my golden level, that's usually a buy or sell indicator in depending on which direction it's going. And then it helps me ride trends better. And then I have certain levels where I take profits out of it. So I would definitely recommend looking it up Fibonacci retracement levels. And it's a great tool for day trading, scalp trading, or even swing trading. If you want to do long-term as well, it works for, for all time lengths. I mean, 
Usually one minute's a little too small, but you can do it for five minutes up to a day, whatever it be. And I'm a big fan of it and I recommend it to you guys as well. So that's just one of the tips. Another reminder, don't average your losses. Please don't do that. If the stock has dropped, you need to cut your losses and you need to need to let your winners win. Keep them, keep them going. And Jesse Livermore made that mistake back in 1920 where he was trading cotton and instead of, and he sold his winning position to buy more of his losing position to help average out the cost basis. And what happened? It kept dropping and he lost millions on this back in the twenties. That's a lot of money. Yes. He made millions and millions off trading, but he took a huge hit and learned from that mistake of not averaging your losses down. Don't drop your cost basis. It's rarely a good idea, and I would let your winners win and cut those losses as soon as you can. Minimize positions that are losing or just cut them out completely. So that's the tip for the day. Once again, here's my podcast. and Or, yeah, here's my disclaimer, sorry. So this podcast is for informational purposes only. does not constitute financial investment or legal advice. The content provided is based on the host's personal opinion and experiences. Listeners are advised to conduct their own research and seek the advice of qualified professionals before making any investment decisions. The host and guests do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information shared. And they're not responsible for any action taken based on the content of this podcast. Investing involves risk. It's all risky. And past performance is not indicative of future results. The host and guests are not responsible for any losses or damages that may occur as a result of investments made after listening to this podcast once again love you guys thanks for listening reach out to me at marketpulse.io if you have any questions comments concerns you name it i will respond to you as quick as i can and have a phenomenal weekend i hope it's i hope it's a good march for you guys and carpe diem see you guys on monday